Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 156 of Electrified. I am your host, Eric Lyons. It has been a minute since I've been here. I'm back. Vacation is over. All right. No more vacation time for me. I used up all my PTO for the year. All right. From here to the end of the this of 2021. No more breaks, bro. I'm here. I got, I got, it's too much going on, all right? The rest of this month, I'm going to do Wednesday episodes, but then when football season kicks back on, we'll be back to two episodes a week, Mondays and Fridays. I mean that, all right? YouTube content every week. I'm done. I'm done playing around. I'm done playing around, man. I'm done playing around. I'm hungrier. I'm focused. I'm recharged, all right? I got a plan, okay? I'm back. I'm back. All right, don't worry about me, man. I'm good. Everything is good. Everything is copacetic. All right, I'm here and I'm ready to pod. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. Also, I turned 23 last Monday. I'm very so happy belated birthday to me. I'm a little, I'm a little older now, a little, a little uh, longer in the tooth since the last time we talked. But um, we got a lot to get through today. So honestly, uh, I want to get right to it. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly want to get right to it because uh, we do have a lot to uh, get through today. So, I mean, look, man. You guys know where I have to start. Because I'm going to backtrack a little bit with some stuff. <sighs> I'm looking at my Funko Pop collection. My bro Morg. He bought me an Aaron Rodgers Funko Pop doll for my birthday. You guys know that one. It meant a lot to me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just want to play some audio. I believe this is from April after the Aaron Rodgers news first broke. Just I just want to run some audio real quick by you. I mean, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. I told you so. I don't know what people thought was going to happen. Like I said, bro, you don't trade Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football. You don't trade Aaron Rodgers in Madden. You don't trade Aaron Rodgers in Ultimate Team if you can do that. So why the hell would you trade him in real life? I don't know what you guys thought. I know Gunter Kuntzen, you know, Mark Murphy, they're not the brightest guys in the world, but I don't think they trade Aaron Rodgers under any circumstance coming into the season. That just doesn't make sense. It's not good for business. It's not good for the team. It's just not a good look, and you just don't do that. And I just knew it wouldn't happen. 
I knew it wouldn't happen. So that never worried me. I was never worried about him getting traded. Broncos fans were loud as hell. I'm like, dog, what weapons do y'all have? Seriously. What y'all backfield look like? Because without a run game, the pass game, you know, it's it's irrelevant. Come especially when you get into the later months. Melvin Gordon? Really? You think you wanted to go play with Melvin Gordon? After we just re-signed Aaron Jones? What that wide receiver court looking like? They don't got a Devontae Adams over there. Come on, man. With all due respect to them boys. But come on, why the, the Broncos? Y'all thought he was going to go play for the Broncos? No. No, that wasn't happening. It wasn't. They were not going to trade him to Denver, bro. That was never happening. Broncos fans were so excited. I mean, the photoshops happened that on uh, April 29th or whatever the draft was. I mean, the photoshops were out. I'm like, dog, it's not happening. The hell? So I told you guys they weren't going to trade him, uh, and we knew that. Then uh, it was going to be he's going to retire. Okay. I think... If you don't, if you didn't watch Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on the Pat McAfee show last year, you really don't have much of an idea of the type of guy Aaron Rodgers is, because I think that's probably the closest we've seen to, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers outside of him on the podium or him being interviewed. I mean, but it's pretty much the same guy. But this guy that we see on Tuesdays on the Pat McAfee show, the show I love so much. That was, you know, the laid back, I'm going to lay it all out on the line, Aaron Rodgers. And that guy, he's a competitor. He's a competitor. This this is the same Aaron Rodgers that has said multiple times how he wants to play into his 40s if he can. A guy who eats and sleeps football, who loves just competing. It doesn't matter what it is. Golf, basketball. Come on, this guy is a competitor. You guys thought this guy was going to retire after just winning an MVP? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? That just didn't make sense to me. What would he retire for? Do you guys think it was really that bad that he would just give it all up? Yeah, I'm 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 so upset with how things have been going here in Green Bay. I'm going to just quit. No, man, that's not Aaron Rodgers. That's not him. That's not him at all. So I didn't understand that one. So, you know, the time goes on. And um, let's, let's start mixing in some of the media side of it. Because, Lord have mercy. I Before I even get to Adam Scheffner. I'm not, I'm going to, he's, he's, he's coming. I, Adam, I got something for you, buddy. Don't worry. Well, let's just start off with the media in general. I mean, the, the ESPNs, the Foxes, the, the Undisputed, the First Takes, the, the, uh, the Get Ups. I don't know why the hell Jalen Rose was talking about football, but we're going to get to him too. I mean, dog, every day it was something and it wasn't something new it was information just regurgitated throughout the months i mean the same things that adam Scheffner was saying in april were the same things that 
uh, Skip Bayless was saying in July. I mean, nothing new changed. Oh, he doesn't want to come back. Oh, it's not about the money. Oh, the draft picked. Oh, this, that. I mean, where was this information coming from? Nobody knows. But it seemed like every day they just talked about it. I mean, dog, the NBA finals were going on. The Olympics were coming up. There was a lot going on. I mean, Deshaun Watson, who I have not spoken about his situation on this show at all. And don't plan on. I don't plan on it until everything is resolved with that. I have nothing to say about that. But that's also going on. I haven't heard a peep about that since draft day. I mean, not coming from, like, on first take or undisputed. Pat McAfee shows talk about it. Uh, every now and then Hold on I have to sneeze Bless me But no big show like Dog Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless Literally sat there and talked about Space Jam And if it was going to ruin LeBron's legacy While Deshaun Watson has 30,000 Uh Accusations that we don't know if they're true or not because we haven't heard anything from anybody since draft day. That story was running the news cycle before the Aaron Rodgers saga started. I don't know if I was the only one who noticed that, but it's the truth. It's barely being talked about. But now that we're closer to tra- now that we're in training camp and he's around, now everybody wants to talk about it again. Where was his energy at throughout the whole thing? Nobody knows anything. So, that was the point I'm trying to make here is that everybody's talking about the Aaron Rodgers thing every day, but there's more pressing issues here. I mean, every day, bro. There's too much going on out here to be talking about this Aaron Rodgers situation every day. It wasn't that interesting. I mean, the story broke on draft day. And they kept dragging it out. I talked about it one time in April. I gave my prediction on how it was going to go. And that was it. And I was done with it. I was done with it. I had nothing else to say about it. It was what it was. Either he wants to leave or he wants to stay. I mean, what the hell do you want me to say? I understood. I told you guys. I understood the frustration. I still understand his frustration. He aired his grievances out at the press conference. I understand that. Look how some of look how some of the Packers players have been treated. He named them all: Clay Matthews, Charles Woodson, AJ Hawk, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson. These are guys who still had some left in the tank and were willing to take a pay cut. Not just to play for the Packers, but to play with Aaron Rodgers. It's crazy, man. It's, it really is crazy how the media, uh, you know, they 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 showed their tails this off season, man. They really did. They really did. I mean, they ate this thing up and spit it out multiple times. I mean, come on, dog. Come on. All I had to do was address it once. And I told you I wouldn't address it again until it was all resolved. And here we are. It's all resolved. And everything I said, it happened. A new deal. It's restructured. 
he's still a Packer. And the Packers are just fine. So I was so glad when, you know, Aaron Rodgers hit the podium and addressed everything. Um, and, you know, basically called out the media. Um, I, I enjoyed that. That was my favorite portion. But, you know, he talked about his mental health and how he, he it was nothing for him to say this offseason. Like, he didn't need to say anything. He didn't. I don't understand why Packers fans felt so entitled. And there's this guy, he's verified on Twitter. I, I think his name is Pete Butowski, something like that. He went on this whole rant about Aaron Rodgers basically being a baby and how he needs to explain himself and how, you know, if it's time for him to go, it is blah, 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 blah. Jordan Love, this. That was a week before he came to camp. I'm like, dog, what does he owe us? He doesn't owe us anything. This man has done nothing but put the team on his back for years, for years. No problems. He doesn't owe us anything. You have seen Packers fans. I think Packers fans inside the state of Wisconsin are the most miserable people ever. Outside of the state of Wisconsin, I think we I think we're a little bit more grounded. But dog, I don't understand the logic here. How are you on the side of this organization, dog? Have you guys not seen what they've done to this man? Seriously. I mean, you fired Mike McCarthy. Okay, cool. That was about time. It was about time for that to happen. A couple years too late, but okay. Then you don't talk to him about who you're you're going to hire. How the hell don't you consult your star quarterback about who you're going to hire as a coach? Don't you think that's kind of important for them, for you, for him to have? He probably had his ideas on who he thought they should hire. Draft night. It's not about the Jordan Love uh, pick. It's about communicating that with him. This guy was scouting wide receivers in the first round. I mean, he had a list. You guys didn't even ask him about it. It's about respect, dog. It's about respect. Do you go to your 9 to 5 job and get disrespected by your boss on a daily and then come home and be like, "Ah, oh, no, you know, he's right. You know, I should probably No. You would flip the hell out. You would flip the hell out. So how are you on the side of the organization? How are you on the side of the machine? You're supposed to be on the side of the player, the employee, the worker. Always, man. Always. Always. Um, but I mean I'm happy. Obviously I'm happy that we had the quarterback our quarterback. Um I was like I said, I was happy with the press conference. He had his grievances out and you know, said what we wanted to do to move forward. I'm happy they brought Cobb back. Now a lot of people were making a lot of jokes about the Randall Cobb trade, but let me tell you something. It's not just about, you know, Randall Cobb. Bro, he's a veteran. And he's somebody that Aaron Rodgers trusts. He trusts him. You go back to that NFC title game. Outside of, you know, Devontae and MVS, 
In in that situation, who could Aaron Rodgers really trust? Throwing the ball to. Especially in the red zone. Who could he really trust to throw the ball to? So that's why you bring in a Randall Cobb, one of this guy's best friends who he's played with for years and has a connection with on and off the field. A guy that already knows Amari Rodgers, the guy that we drafted, who has a lot of Randall Cobb. When they drafted him, that was the first player they compared him to, and they already had a relationship. So you bring him in the locker room. You help him out. And, yes, I know the man has had injuries. He... He finished. He, he didn't finish last season with turf toe. But talk about that season in Dallas when he almost had 1,000 yards and he wasn't even the second option there. Randall Cobb is only 30 years old. Don't don't let them them uh them hazel eyes fool you, and his old ass name fool you. That man can still play. And it's, I'm happy that he's back, man. I was sad when Randall Cobb left, so I'm happy that he's back as well. So I didn't understand why social media was joking, and no, nah, that that wasn't funny to me. Um, you know, obviously, the Packers still have pressing issues to moving forward. You know, like the Devontae Adams deal. Uh, Devontae Adams deserves nothing but top dollar. He deserves to be the highest paid play, uh, wide receiver in the league because he's the best wide receiver in the league. Period. That's all I got on that. Um, but yeah, man, the the Aaron Rodgers saga is over. All right, and I'm I'm happy about it. Okay, I I I am extremely happy about it. I'm blessed to be a Packers fan and to be an Aaron Rodgers fan. But you know who was not happy about this situation ending? Adam Scheffner. <sighs> let's let's just start off. With the initial report where he reported, you know, at 12 o'clock, 12, 1 o'clock on the biggest day of some young men's lives that Aaron Rodgers was going to request a trade. I mean, that Aaron Rodgers was ready to leave Green Bay. Let's just start there. Adam Scheffner decided to come out on draft day, on draft day. And report this news. Why the hell do you break that on draft day? What happened after you broke that news? Nothing else but Aaron Rodgers filled the news cycle. It wasn't about the draft anymore. That night was about Aaron Rodgers. They couldn't wait for the Packers to get up to draft. Because they thought they were going to trade Aaron Rodgers. The whole night was, oh, is this when they trade him? Is this, this, this? That was nasty of you. That was nasty of you. That was gross. You took away from the moment. You made it about yourself. It wasn't even about Aaron Rodgers. It was about Adam Schaffner. That tweet was retweeted and quoted and replied to so many goddamn times. You got what you wanted. Got what you wanted. All the attention. Because you're a whore for it. You're an attention whore. That's what I think Adam Schaffner is. He, he thrives off of it. And like I said, if it's not about... Contracts that are signed If it's not about trades that have been uh, Approved Or injuries I don't want to hear a damn thing That Adam Scheffner has to say After this one bro He's lost all credibility with me So then you come out And you say 
this was old news, and you and you just decided to drop it on draft day. Now you look even more gross. Because if it was old, why not report on it when it happened? Why why hold that in until draft day? Gross. And I mean, throughout the offseason, it was it was all Aaron Rodgers for, for Adam Scheffner. I mean, the guy couldn't get enough of it. It was probably about a week before he came back to camp. What do you say? Um... Uh, he, oh yeah, he kept talking about this Oh yeah, before that He was saying that the Packers were going to make Aaron Rodgers the highest paid quarterback And it didn't happen So obviously it's not about the money He said this again Like a week before Rodgers came back to camp I mean, dog All Adam Scheffner did this offseason Was regurgitate the same thing that he said on draft day, I mean, it was the same. Nothing new. Nothing new. Does Aaron, does does Adam Scheffner hate Packers fans, or does he just need this attention that bad, dog? I mean, it was every other day. It was the same thing. He said nothing new. Nothing new. It was like you would hear a report come out, and you would think it came from somebody else. Then you pull off the Scooby-Doo mask. Who is it? It's Adam Scheffner. Oh, no. Like, dog, that's how it was. That's how it felt to me. Nasty times for him. It was a nasty summer for Adam Scheffner. So you know I was on his head when he had to report that Aaron Rodgers was staying with the Packers. Because, dog, how does that make, like, how do you feel? How do you feel? I mean, you were so adamant. Let's not forget game six. The Bucks are about to clinch a world championship. The Bucks are about to clinch a world championship. The state of Wisconsin on the edge of their seats. They are hype. They are ready. And then you come out and tell us something else about Aaron Rodgers that we already knew. I think this is the one I think that's the one about the Packers offering him a two year deal and he turned it down. Dog, you choose to drop this bomb on draft day to take away from the young men's the young men who are about to be drafted. You take away from their night, you ruin their night. It's not all about them anymore. And then you come back later and you, you take away from this the state of Wisconsin. The city of Milwaukee and the Bucks, you ruined the night. Because what are we talking about again? You guessed it, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on, dog. Like, does does Adam Scheffner have a vendetta against the state of Wisconsin or what? I I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I really don't understand what his problem is with the Packers, or I just really, I really think that he had. To keep this lie up, because that's what it was, honestly. It was capped the whole time. He had to keep it up because he knew if it was anything else, if it if it ended the way it did with Aaron Rodgers staying a Packer, he was going like a dumbass. And does. And does. And does. Um... 
I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what what, what that was with Adam Schefter. Um, you know, I really don't. But he he led the charge, bro. And then was going on like a little media tour talking about it. And I said, look at this guy on the TV just rapping. And then, you know, just the media. And then it was sick to see other football players talk about what Aaron Rodgers was doing, how it was wrong, like former football players. Like, dog, it's business at the end of the day. If that man want to pull his weight finally, after years of just taking this BS from this organization, let him. That's his choice, and I was right there with him, dog. The hell, oh, the locker room is not going to be there when he gets back. And, bro, they still love him. They were happy as hell. They wanted him back the whole time, and they wanted him now because they know without him, they don't move. We don't go nowhere. It starts and finishes with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't understand how you guys don't know that. Um, trying to think if I had anything else with this before we move on. Um, no, I think that's about it, man. I think that's about it. I'm glad the saga is over. Adam Schefter, you're a clown. You're a clown. And a stooge, bro. You're a stooge. So, now that we have put the Adam Rogers saga to bed, we have put Adam Scheffner six feet below the ground, I think it's time to move on to something else. So, it came out a couple days ago that the MLB was, uh, so the MLB and ESPN, so ESPN dropped their coverage of the midweek MLB games. So, they were looking for somewhere else for the games to go, um, YouTube and, you know, a bunch of other um, outlets have been discussed But then it came out that they were looking at Barstool They were you know Deals you know been talked about Where they would put the games I guess Barstool would handle the games And in game betting and stuff like that Let me tell you something All money Is not good money so when I see college athletes get, you know, sign on, one more time, all money is not good money. So when I see college athletes sign with Barstool, you know, make a deal with Barstool, it's like, oh, damn, they got you. Especially, you know, the black ones. It's like, ah, you know, okay, it's a bag. You know, you know, you don't got the bag right now. I understand. You got to get your bag. But somebody like the MLB, who knows better, watching them get in bed with somebody like Barstool, it's nasty. It's gross. I'm disappointed in them. Fam, it's Barstool. They're trash. Barstool is trash. They're not funny. They're not cool. They're not entertaining. They're a bunch of clowns over there. Dave Portnoy, I don't like him. None of those guys over there, bro. They don't do nothing for me. Nothing at all. Dog. Dude, Dave. 
All those dudes, bro. They're sexist. And you know what? Let's talk about it. This guy has used the N-word more than any white man should be able to. Especially on camera. I mean, he has been nigging it up over the years. He says nigga. And then they have a discussion about why can't we? Dog, if you are white and don't understand why you can't say nigga, what the hell? It's 2021, first of all. That conversation shouldn't even be had anymore. Ain't no N-word passes. I don't give a damn where you grew up. I don't care who you know. I don't care if it's in a song. I don't give a damn if you was in the studio when it was recorded. You can't say nigga if you are not black. No, you're not spicy white. You're not off-white. You're white. That goes for anybody else. Hispanic. Uh, Chinese. No, if you're not black, you can't say that word. And if you can't wrap your head around that, I'm not here to baby you. I'm not here to explain that to you. I mean, this dude. Thought a rape joke was funny. Excuse me. This is who y'all want to get in bed with, bro. It's a whole. There's a whole thread on Twitter about this. I had no clue up until a couple of weeks ago that all of this uh, was on Twitter, like out there. Like I've heard and seen some stuff. Like I knew about the blackface incident. I knew he did say nigga a couple times, but dog, I didn't know it was it was this bad. It was yo. It was the one segment they had. They were talking about. I think. Um, a black woman who worked at Barstool or something like that. Something. And was saying how um they thought she wanted to have sex with one of them or something something stupid the joke was. And because she, you know, she called him a swagged out white boy or something like that. And then they just started making a bunch of minstrel jokes about like, you know, talking like black women. And it's just like, oh, what the what the hell? This is gross. This is gross And it's sick to see women Like support them And want to be a member of Barstool Like that's gross too Like they don't even like women over there Like they don't respect women over there They barely respect their damn company The Kyler Kaepernick thing When he, when he compared him to uh, Osama Bin Laden And said he What did he say? He had a terrorist face or something like that. Like, dog, how can you? And look, <clears throat> it's not about cancel culture or, or, or being too sensitive or, or being too woke. No, it's just right or wrong, dog. It's right or wrong. And as soon as you speak out uh, against Barstool and, and what they've done and, and the things they've said and the, and the type of business they do, you know what people want to come talk about? Oh, but 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 what about the small business stuff they did during the pandemic? I don't give two things can be true. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah, they put a lot of money into some businesses. Cool. Congratulations, you're you're distributing the wealth. Cool. But two things can be true. You can you can do good things and still be a terrible person. Aaron Hernandez, 
great football player, murderer. <laughs> like, like, fam, what the hell? Like, come on, dog. Come on. So I, I, I don't want to see uh, the, the MLB get involved with these dudes. It's nasty. Like, the MLB has been making slow but sure progression when it comes to, like, you know, that type of stuff. I mean, granted, we just had a white dude yell out the N-word. I mean, clear as day. And they want to say he was talking to the mascot dinger. I'm not even going to touch that. But, I mean, they moved the ML, They moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta because of the voting rights and how that was, you know, the racist voting rights. Cool. That was great. But to go and, and, and even... Think about getting in bed with Barstool. Like, do you know the Barstool audience? It ain't people like me. It, it's the people who... I mean, come on, man. Anybody who is a fan of Barstool or, you know, I'm looking at the Barstool core audience. If I, you know, if I see, you know, do you like Barstool or your big heavy support of that guy? I'm going to have to ask you, where were you on January 6th? Like, seriously, dog. That's the type of audience they have. And that's the type of audience that, you know, some of that audience represents the MLB. So it's like, why not go get more of the core? <laughs> it's gross, but I see what they're doing, bro. But not, come on, man. No, you don't you don't get in barstool with people who have been openly sexist, openly racist. You don't you don't get involved with those type of people. And I'm going to tweet out this thread. I'm going to tweet out the thread. I want you guys to see this thread because it's so gross, bro. It's nothing funny about nothing that they said. Nothing. It's not, oh, you're too sensitive for a joke. No, I hate that. I hate that, bro. I hate that. I hate that. People be like, oh, the world's so sensitive now. No, we no, it's not about sensitivity. We just know what's right and wrong, bro. Like some some things are just not right. Some things you're going a little too far. Seriously. Oh, you wouldn't have made it in Twitter in 2013. I was there. I was there. It wasn't that magical like everybody's. It wasn't even that bad, by the way. It was hilarious. But it was not as bad as everybody says it is. Telling people they're too sensitive or, or, or being upset about quote-unquote cancel culture... It doesn't give you the okay comedy. It doesn't, or being making a joke doesn't give you the okay to be openly racist or to be making fun of sexual assault. It doesn't give you the okay to do those things. And then when you get backlash for them, you cannot be, or homophobic, when you get backlash on those type of things, you can't be pissed and throw off the, oh, they're just trying to cancel the whoop about... No, bro, it's right from wrong. You did something wrong, and there are consequences behind that. If I came on this show and said something homophobic or said something racist or, or, or said something that offended women or said something that offended a specific culture or religion, I would want to take accountability for that because that's not right. So when you get a group of privileged white dudes who say and do almost anything. I'm not supposed to hold them accountable. I'm supposed to think that's, that, that's okay. No, man. Screw Barstool. 
Screw Barstool. I don't understand how people like them dudes, bro. Seriously. None of them are funny. They're all a bunch of ass clowns. And they're terrible dudes. Like, what? Like, I'm, I, like, bro, I look at these dudes and I'm like, dog. They go to a club. They ain't pulling no girls. They don't look like, they look like dweebs over there, bro. I hate Barstool. I can't stand them. I hate seeing them on my timeline. I have them all blocked. Don't, don't, I don't need that negativity in my life. Period. Period, bro. So I hope, I pray the MLB doesn't get involved. Because, I mean, people are already pissed. Especially women. I feel bad for the women who enjoy the MLB. I saw a bunch of women tweeting about it. Seriously, it's gross. It's gross. Um, Let's see. Where, where can we go next? Uh, let's talk about the NFL. Oh, NFL. The NBA free agency. Man. Wow, man. So obviously we gotta we gotta talk about the Lakers. I mean, the Russell Westbrook trade. That's crazy. The Westbrook trade is quite crazy, obviously, for for multiple re- reasons. So now your big three is LeBron, Westbrook, and AD. It's a lot you can do with that. Then you go out, you get mellow. You get the White Howard, you get uh, who else they grab? Trevor Ariza. Who else they get? Oh, the Lakers was just adding them on. Oh, Kendrick Nunn for the youth. You resigned Tht. I mean, dog. <laughs> uh, this Lakers team. Oh yeah, well, Wayne Ellington, another shooter. They got some shooters. They got some shooters. They got some shooters, dog. They got some shooters. They got some shooters. I mean, I, I'm looking at this Lakers team, and it's a team that when LeBron's off the floor, you know, I think that this team, there are guys on this team now who can create their own offense. That's how I'm looking at this team. And everybody's talking about the age and all that. Nah, nah. Don't, no. Don't don't let that fool you, bro. These guys can play basketball and will. I, I think this will work. I think this Lakers team is going to be a problem. I think they're going to be a problem, bro. Kendrick Nunn's there. Like, man. And about the Kendrick Nunn signing. You know, he took less money to go elsewhere. And people were talking about, oh, man, we got a young guy already ring Jason. Oh, look at the league. Fam. Fam. What the hell do you play the game of basketball for? Do you hear what these guys are talking about? Mellow is open. Yo, I want a ring. I want a ring. I came back. I showed y'all I could still hoop in Portland, but it wasn't getting done there. So I'm going to go to L.A. I want a ring. That's what I want. I want a ring. I watched the uh, Miles at the Palace documentary last night. We're going to talk about that um, another time. I might blog about that one, write an article about that one. But Reggie Miller knew what he had with those young dudes, with the, with Jermaine O'Neal, uh, with Ron Artest. You know, he knew what they had. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals 
lost to the Pistons. But he knew coming into that season with Stack, and they they could make a run. And then, you know, the brawl happens and ruins everything. But Reggie Miller played 18 years, went to a finals, lost. Went to the Eastern Conference Finals, lost. Reggie Miller never got a ring. And to till to, to this day, it eats him up. Just falling short of getting to the conference to the uh finals eats him up. So when you look at LeBron, I'm sorry. <laughs> but this man has been to the finals how many times? I don't care how many he's lost. There are guys who have never been. Chris Paul just got to the finals and lost. Bro, there are guys who will never go to the finals. Great players who have never been to the finals. So, that's what they want. They want a championship. Everybody plays to win. Everybody's not in it for the money. So, I'm looking at Kendrick Nunn like, yes, go. Go go try to do something that you have never done before. What is the problem with ring? You call it ring chasing? So what? Yes, that's what I want. I want a ring. What the hell? It's not always about a bag, bro. Or, or being loyal to a team. All that loyalty... Bro, screw that being loyal to an organization, bro. I don't care. I'm sorry. If I don't feel comfortable, if I don't feel like y'all doing anything for me, I'm not signing a five-year, $207 million extension. Sorry, Luca. I'm not doing that. If I'm Dame, yes, I want to get the hell out of Portland. I've been here for too long. It don't look like it's working no more. I want to go somewhere and try to win one before it's too late. So, congratulations to Kendrick Nunn for doing that early. This guy's been to the finals already. He went to the finals with the Heat and played the Lakers and lost to them. He wants to see how it feels to be on the other side of that and go play with greatness in LeBron James and AD and, and Russell, Russell Westbrook. Come on, dog. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, But, yeah, man, this Lakers team, they're going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem. They are going to be a problem. I, I, hey, man, I don't know. I don't know. They're going to be a problem. Um, Then another team who made some splashes, and I didn't expect us to do all of this. Miami Heat, man. They signed P.J. Tucker. They traded first. They traded for Kyle Lowry and, and gave him a bag. So I was um like last week years old. When I learned that Kyle Lowry was 35, I didn't know he was 35, bro. That man looks young and still hoop, but damn, that's a bag for the 35-year-old. I mean, the signing trade was with, you know, I'm so, I'm so sad to see Dragic go, obviously. I'm so sad to see him go. Um, they gave they gave Duncan Robinson $90 million. I wasn't mad at that. A lot of people who aren't Heat fans, who, aren't, who weren't minding their business, they were talking about that. That's Y'all should mind your business. Wasn't mad at that deal. Um, like I said, they signed P.J. Tucker. They're keeping Victor Oladipo. They gave Jimmy Butler the max. Um, what else did the Heat? Oh, they got one of the Morris brothers. I don't know which one. They got one of them. I swear they play. They both switch out for each other. So we got the Morris brothers. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the Heat, they could definitely make some noise, man. They could definitely make some noise. It's a scrappy team. Definitely a scrappy team. I think what concerns me is not that much size. But hey, man, this 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 Heat team could be serious, man. We could be looking at a Heat Lakers rematch in the finals again. 
I'm sorry. I don't know. We might be seeing that again, bro. I, I, I think this Heat team has some serious potential, man. They have some potential. They have some potential. Now they did sign the big the big uh the big man that was balling out in the summer league. And that that's good. I did like that. Um But yeah, man, the Heat big moves from the Heat though. Big moves from the Heat. I mean, I wasn't expecting Pat Riley to do a damn thing. And then to see him do that, yeah, I, I appreciate it. But, um, now, I did want DeMar DeRozan to try to get down to South Beach. And now and De- DeMar DeRozan was also supposed to go to um, L.A. But he ended up getting traded to the Bulls. Now, I wasn't upset about that. You know, it's, they, they got something going on over there. Um, what else happened, man? Oh, Lord, poor Dennis Schroeder, man. This guy bet on himself and lost. He thought the Lakers was going to just give him that money. No, sir. Now you're in Boston. $5.9 million. Lord Jesus, help him. Bless him, God. Woo! Yeah, that's tough. Um, Patty Mills with the Nets. That's nasty. That's big. That's big right there. After this guy just went off in the Olympics. Yeah, that's big. Um, extensions. Oh, yeah, we talked about the Luka thing. I'm sad about that, but, you know, his bag season. Then, you know, Trey Young got his big $200 million extension. Congratulations to him. They, the, the, uh, uh, the Atlanta resigned John the Baptist, John Collins. I, I appreciated that. Thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, man. So, I mean, what else, what else big happened in free agency? Oh, yeah, Kawhi Leonard resigned. And the Suns gave Chris Paul too much goddamn money. I I don't know why they did that. That was just that didn't make no damn sense. He he probably won't even finish on that finish playing that damn contract. And they gave him the Brinks truck. I mean, they backed up the Brinks truck on his front door. I mean, the State Farm money and the Suns money is just it's just a melting pot now. Oh my God, Lord Jesus, um. Yeah, I think that's really all I have for free agency. Like, I, I really don't want to backtrack that much. I mean, we've already, you know, seen and heard, you know, different people talk about the free agency. I didn't want to come back and really deep dive into it. I just, you know, a couple things I remembered about it. But, yeah, that's about it for that. Um, All right, so let's talk boxing. So, yesterday I broke the story over at PSE. But, um, the Manny Pacquiao and, um, Errol Spence fight is off. They were set to fight next Saturday night, actually. Um, apparently, Errol Spence has a tear in his retina. That's his eye. And he, you know, he went to different doctors and they all said he, he needs surgery on this ASAP. Um, you know, I wish him, you know, nothing but the best of speedy recovery as most of the boxing world has. Um, you know, I asked in the article, I wonder if this has something to do with his, um, Accident. I don't know if maybe this is a lingering effect or whatever, but I know that if he did, you know, if he, you know, I'm not questioning the the extent of the injury, but I would assume that it is legit and that this is something that he didn't want to get in the ring with. You know, I'm I'm thinking, you know, maybe one shot to that eye and the fight gets stopped type situation or, or something bad could have happened. So, I mean, yeah, man, you got to always take in consideration your health no matter what it is. Um so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm okay with that. And Pacquiao is still on the fight. He'll be fighting um, your Dennis Ugas, Ugas, um, as as a replacement for the Super WBA title. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, what are you gonna do here? What are you gonna do? It's like 
I'm not looking at Spence funny. I don't think he's ducking anybody. Now, if he would have came out and said, yo, I got COVID, I would have been like, mm, do you? <laughs> do you really? But this is something that seems much more serious. Uh, honestly, here's my theory. I'm sorry, I have to do this. Initially, I thought it was crazy that WWE, not that they were going to be at the Raiders Stadium, but they were SummerSlam on a Saturday night. And it's just one night. It's not a two-night thing. They're doing SummerSlam on a Saturday night. I don't think there's ever been a uh, a SummerSlam on a Saturday night. WWE, they, they do Sunday pay-per-views. Why are they doing a pay-per-view on a Saturday night? I had no clue. I think the Spence fight was already announced for that night. So, yes. Because I was at Red Lobster. And when WWE announced... The venue and everything I was like wait They're gonna go head up With this fight In Vegas I mean Bro Vegas is going to be on fire You're gonna have Errol Spence And uh, Pacquiao I don't know if they were At MGM Or T-Mobile They're there Then you guys Are gonna be at uh, The Raiders Stadium Vegas is gonna be crazy I don't Know how much The overlap Is with boxing fans And WWE fans But I know There are people like me Who like both Tuning in, pay-per-view buys, who's watching what, who's going to be where. I thought that was a conflict, honestly. And now, with Spence, you know, out of the fight, a week before the fight, I'm thinking, maybe he's getting surgery on his eye. So his eye is up to par, so he can actually try to see John Cena. I think Errol Spence is going to be at the Raiders Stadium watching SummerSlam. I think that's what's really going on here. Like, you don't want to miss John Cena's match, like potentially becoming the 17-time world champion and breaking Ric Flair's record over fighting Manny Pacquiao. Like, you can go fight Manny Pacquiao um, anytime. Like, you can go fight him next weekend. But John Cena becoming a 17 world, 17 time world champion, you you don't want to miss that. That's a once in a lifetime experience. So I think that that's really what's going on. And I I get it. If Errol Spence wants to pull out of this fight to go to SummerSlam or watch SummerSlam, I get that. I understand that. I'm not mad at him at all. I would I would skip the fight too. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously though, man. I don't now. I don't know who was going to watch this fight. Like this was the Errol Spence Pacquiao super fight. Nope. I don't. Imagine if you bought tickets to this thing. I don't know. Are they giving refunds to people? Because I don't think anybody's just gonna go see Manny Pacquiao and you guys, man. Oh, pay for that. Nobody's paying for this. They should make this fight free. Nobody's gonna pay for this, and we're all watching SummerSlam. So, there's that. There's that, bro. We're all watching SummerSlam. We're not watching that. I'm sorry. With all due respect, we're not watching that, dog. We're not watching that. No. So once again, man, I wish. Errol Spence, nothing but the best. But now I can focus solely on SummerSlam next Saturday night because I was already worried about. Oh, I'm gonna have that Peacock on TV. I'm gonna stream the fight on my Mac. Uh, nah, all I gotta do is watch SummerSlam because I'm not watching that fight. No, thank you. Um, what else? Who else? Okay, so Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant. So the talks. 
seem to be on their way to be back on. But initially, the talks last week, it was reported, you know, it was dead. Because um, the fight was slated for September 18th. The unification bout at 168. But now, it's like it's not happening in September, maybe in November. Now, Canelo still wants to fight this year regardless. The other names they mentioned were Dimitri Bola. Uh, I can't even pronounce the name. Man, names I'm not going to try. Uh, all I'm going to tell you is it's at 175. It's not at 168. It's at 175. I don't think Canelo wants to move back up. Then they were talking about Triple G. I'm like, oh, my God. No. We don't want that. doesn't make any sense, bro. What makes sense and makes money is Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Plant for the undisputed 168-pound title. I, I, I don't understand, bro. I don't care what they have to do. Make this fight happen. Now, on the Canelo side, here's here's what his problem was. It's like, yo, I got away from Golden Boy. I got away from the zone. I am a free agent. This is the Canelo show. I get to go and I get to fight wherever and whoever I want. I'm not signing a two or three fight deal with y'all. No, I'm not signed to PBC. If I wanted Al Heyman to tell me what to do, I would have signed to PBC. I'm not fighting Caleb Plant and then fighting a Charlo and then fighting whoever, whoever else y'all want to throw at me at the PBC stable. If I want to fight those guys, I'll fight them in my own time and when I want to and the deal I want to. But right now, we're taking it fight by fight. I'm not signing no two or three deals with PBC. That's not happening. That's really Canelo's thing. Al Heyman was trying to get him in a two or three fight deal. With PBC and Fox, that's not happening, bro. I am a free agent. I am the champion. I am the face of boxing. I'm the pound-for-pound king, and you will address and treat me as such. On the flip side, Caleb Plant, he's not trying to hear all that. He, like, won the split. I think Canelo was supposed to get $40 million and Caleb Plant was getting 10 Still biggest payday of Caleb Plant's career. Here's what I need Caleb Plant to understand. Look at history, brother. Look at the last time we saw a true cash cow run the sport. Floyd Mayweather. Do you think guys like Marcos Baidana or Conor McGregor, for that that fact, are okay? They're, they're okay. They made a bunch of money fighting Floyd Mayweather. Then there were guys like Andre Berto who fought Floyd in his last real boxing match. He, know, he knew he wasn't going to beat Floyd, but that payday was crazy. I don't even think I... I like, I don't even, you know what I mean? Like, come on, fam. Floyd Mayweather was blessing people's pockets. I mean, he just fought a YouTuber. He's blessing pockets. So that's essentially what Canelo is trying not to do. But he has had his tune-up fights. But it's like, yo, I'm here to fight for the belts. Like, I'm not really... Caring about all of that So you, so what Caleb Plant needs to understand I'm sorry I rambled He's the B side That's what I was trying to say He's the B side You're not the A Canelo is the A The Canelos and the Floyds of the world The Spencers They're, they're the A They're the A side So you're not going to get The best deal in the world To make this fight But you get a chance at greatness You get a chance to beat Canelo Alvarez You get a chance to solidify your legacy You get the chance to be a money man you get that opportunity you can't turn that down but apparently he didn't like how if he got sick or injured 
Canelo would be able to find a replacement and fight on that same date. But if it was Canelo who got sick or injured, they would have to wait for Canelo. Um, I don't understand what the problem is. Canelo has three bouts. You have one. I don't understand, bro. He's the A. You would want to wait. This is a big fight. It's a super fight. Um, but apparently, you know, according to Eddie Ren- uh, Reynoso, Canelo's trainer, um, things are trying to get back on track for fight November. So we'll we'll be we'll be seeing, we'll be seeing, man. I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. We shall see. Um, let's see. All right, let's wrap this thing on up with some some COVID talk. And some some more NFL, some NFL COVID and some new penalties. So, let me see. Let me let me let me read. So, this is last month when Tom Pelissero reported. So the NFL is cracking down on COVID, like like, like seriously cracking down. You know, at first it was, you know, I got to be what, 80% of the team had to get vaccinated or something like that. or, But that was too lenient. So they came out and said, all right, y'all don't want the shot? Cool. Here's what's going to happen. If you have an unvaccinated outbreak on your team, not only, and y'all can't play, look, we're not, we not rescheduling games. Ain't going to be no Wednesday afternoon football this year. We're canceling the games, and we're giving the dub to the team who didn't have the outbreak. And y'all getting fined, and y'all gonna have to pay the other team, and y'all not getting paid for that Sunday. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. They're not coming out and telling these guys, "Hey, you have to get your shots." But it's like you probably should. So you got guys like Kirk Cousins who have who has been on the COVID list already this year. I mean, this is the this is the same guy who last year said, "If I die, I die." So this doesn't surprise me. Uh, Mr. Kirk Cousins says that he will just stay away from everybody and be in plexiglass if he has to. He says that's the answer. Uh, the narrator said that's not the answer. Survey says that's not the answer, bro. Go get your shots. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was very dramatic when this all came out. He threatened retirement. Uh, Mr. DeAndre Hopkins, I promise you. The NFL will keep going without you. So, hey, buddy, you should probably get your shots. I just don't understand what the problem is. I got vaccinated in April. I'm not a zombie. I'm okay. I'm okay. Why can't these, like, there are jobs. People are getting, are required, required, whoa, 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 it's beat my ass. There are people with nine to fives making next to nothing who are required to get the shot. So you're telling me. You, with your millions of dollars, playing a children's game, you 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 don't want to get the shot to protect yourself and not be selfish to your team because it's like, all right, you don't want to get your shot, but you still want to go home on bye weeks. It's like you don't want to get your shot, but you still want to, you know, try dog, go get your shot because if you mess this up for us, that's on you. Think about last year. Thanksgiving game with the Ravens. Remember, the Ravens had that, that outbreak of COVID, including Lamar Jackson, who we're going to talk about. They had that outbreak, and then Steelers players and Steelers fans were like, yo, let them take the L. This is BS. This ain't on us. And then, like, two days later, then they had all these positives. But it's like, I understand that. Like, bro, 
if it's them and not us, why do we have to suffer? They should be the ones that have to forfeit, and let's move on from this. That's what the NFL is doing. They're trying to make this season as normal as, pos- as possible and as quick as possible. We're not drawing out the season. We already have 17 goddamn games. We're not doing this Wednesday night football thing again. So if you don't get your shot, it's on you, and there will be consequences. I don't understand what the problem is, bro. Go get your shots. This ain't going away anytime soon. So you, you should probably go get your shots. Lamar has had COVID two times already. And this guy is still questioning the science. Dog, <laughs> you've had it twice. Like, how can you be more, like, I understand maybe it didn't get you like it got millions of people who have died. Like, people are dying out here, dog. Every day, people are dying from this disease. So you are blessed. You Some people can't stand here today. And have beaten COVID two times. Some people can't say that. Go get the vaccine, dog. Go get the vaccine. Like, I don't understand it, bro. I don't understand it. Go get the shot. It's selfish. It's selfish. Jesus, I wish all of the anti-vaxxers would just retire. Go Beasley. Go somewhere, dog. Go ahead. I mean, look, we know guys like Cam Newton. I know he ain't getting the vaccine. Uh, y'all, I, just by the hat that he was wearing at the press conference, I knew he didn't get the vaccine. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see the problem with the rules. I don't. Um, now the rules, I do see a problem with new penalties. I'm make this one quick, though. It's just a no fun league. I mean, they they can't celebrate at all now. So yeah, that's that's basically it for that. Um. Let's see, man. Uh, is that all I got for you? Yeah, that's all I got for y'all today, this week. Um, I'll be back on Friday for Top 5 Friday. So now we're getting closer to football season. And I've seen all of these lists. It's time for my list to come out. So Friday, we'll be counting down the Top 5 running backs in the league. Yeah, get ready for that. It's going to be good. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and bearing with me, man. I appreciate it, man. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Uh, appreciate you guys for you know sticking with the boy. Um, shout out to all the listeners, man. I hope you guys listen, man. Listen to this, re- you know, share this, let the people know I'm bike for sure. I'll be back next Wednesday for episode 157. Um, yeah, man, we're back to business. We're back to business. Yeah, so I'm back on YouTube Friday. Make sure you subscribe to um, Electrified TV. Make sure you do that. But, uh, yeah, man, thank you guys for tuning in. And for the 156th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been Electrified.